November 15th, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Michael Wiseman to talk about SmackDown Live, or SmackDown on Fox, as it were now. Uh, Matt, tonight's show, high-level thoughts. What'd you think? Yeah, it's, yeah, a little bit more of a repeat, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, is it called SmackDown on Fox, not SmackDown Live anymore? No, I think it's SmackDown on Fox is what, I mean, on the Twitter. I think it's just SmackDown, but SmackDown on Fox. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good show. I mean, I didn't hate it. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> That's a plus. Tuning in. <laughs> I didn't uh, hate it. That's a back-of-the-box quote ready for you, huh? I don't know. I don't know what to make of this show tonight. It was something. We're going to talk about it segment by segment. I'm going to go through everything. Uh, Open up with a Baron Corbin, King Corbin yeah. promo setting up uh, who's going to be on the Survivor Series team. And uh, what'd you make of the, the Roman Reigns mascot costume? <laughs> uh, not funny. I don't know. It's it kind of corny. I like, I like Baron Corbin starting off the show, though. Yeah. No, I do like him. that. I think there's, I think it's in a tough, he's in a tough spot because he just won, you know, King of the Ring, the Kings is new gimmick, right? And they're introducing all these new different things between Survivor Series, him being on that team with Hogan versus Flair at uh, Saudi Arabia, yeah. all the other things that overshadow him being the king. Like we need to like be able to just to chill. I wish there was a time just to chill out and give this kid some run using this king moniker a little bit more you know because if it suits him he's hilarious he's super arrogant with it it works but it feels like the pop for it keeps getting stepped on by these new initiatives they keep throwing out like every two weeks it's yeah. something new nxt take over the wwe roster that's one saudi arabia that's two uh, survivor series that's three you know what i mean yeah yeah there's a lot going on Michael, what'd you think of the mascot? I I thought it was stupid. I, you know, I mean, it's the same thing they did last week. Didn't like it last week. I thought it was a a goofy way. We get it. He's the big dog. You're playing on that, but I I think Corbin can do more and should be more, and I think he's capable of a lot. Um, but I think this writing is just not very good. Is the problem? And he's he's giving it his all. I give the dude credit. Like he's going out there and delivering it. But it's just it's like it feels like second grade humor and. As an adult, 31-year-old, eh. They just need to let him like have a minute to sit there and brag about himself. I know that yes. sounds a cliche, but we haven't gotten that yet since he's won this, yeah. you know. He was doing it leading up to him winning King of the Rings, sitting in the throne prematurely and yeah. wearing the crown. Yeah. It was pretty funny. But like, why can't we just get a promo of him putting himself over? Like, what's wrong with that? Just brag about how great he is. He's the king. Nobody, nobody's here can take him on. I don't know. Whatever have you. Whatever arrogance he wants to put out there, let him do it. Um, don't harness him. Harness him. Don't saddle him with yeah. crap like this. Well, yeah. there's moments of that too in this pro- promo too, where you, are. you hear him, yeah, where he's like, "I should be the, I should be the lead on SmackDown because Roman yes. Reigns is blah blah blah." That's good that stuff. stuff is good. Yes, the yeah. dog stuff is. Yeah. 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 Like takes it away though. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andrew Mon, the chat, and others commenting. The crowd was dead tonight. Philadelphia. Would you have guessed Philadelphia based on that crowd reaction? No. No. Right? I, they're a very finicky crowd, right? Like they shit on something. They shit on something. They don't like it. So I'm surprised that they didn't just boo yeah. 
crazily that they hated this show. Honestly, if they're going to be that quiet. Yeah. Uh, this led to a match. Shorty G and Mustafa Ali. or uh, Is it Ali or you get Mustafa back? He got Mustafa back, okay. but they called them Ali and Shorty G or Shorty G and Ali multiple times during the, the card or during the show. Yes. The animated series, Shorty G and Ali, right. it has to happen at some point. Coming right? to a Saturday morning near you. Oh, I would watch <laughs> the hell out of that. Uh, <laughs> both these talents, for what it's worth. What would Shorty G and Ali, what would they do? Solve, the solve mysteries? Yeah, Definitely solve crimes. Absolutely yeah. solving crimes with high spots. Oh, Shorty solving G would be the basketball player, right? Shorty G would be the, the basketball player of the duo, right? He'd be wearing the basketball gear for sure, but he'd be like suplexing people in the backs of their necks and stuff. And Ali would be just for no no rhyme or reason, still in the middle of the investigation. They haven't proven who the heel, the lead heel of the cartoon is yet. And he's just ripping off Ranas on people left and right. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, so this match against Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler with Shorty G and Ali picking up a victory. What'd you think of the match? Frustrating because I see the complete opposite that WWE sees in these two teams. I mean, I yeah. just got done putting over. I like Ali and I like Shorty G singularly, and both should be young tiles being pushed in a different direction with different opponents. But when I see a tag team, come on. Am I the only one missing the boat on this as far as thinking that these two are a really good tag team? They should be your tag team champions. They should be at the top of your chain as far as tag teams go. Bobby and, 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 and um, come on, what's his name? Dolph. Ziggler. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, actually, I think both these guys are great singles talents too, right? So for what that's worth. I think the tag teaming worked really well for them and where they were. Surprisingly, they've made it gel. They've kind of got some chemistry going on. And I just don't know why you don't do more with them. I mean, they just come across as Baron Corbin's lackeys. And these guys are both former world champions. Uh, I mean, t- say what you will about Bobby Roode and WWE not winning the Universal Championship yet. But he is NXT. He is TNA. Yeah. All of that jazz. And so why are you treating these guys like they're just lackeys for King Corbin? <laughs> Lazy laziness in, yeah. in, the, in the writing. I always go back to the writing. They're kind of like an upscale B team at this point, which is BS, dude. And <laughs> these two talents are like mirror images of each other one blonde, one brunette. Like, seriously, the, the way they sell, the way they work, the way they bump their best bumping, heating field, bump and feeding heels in the business. Both of them are. I'm surprised they haven't done more with it. Um, so there were stakes in this match. If Shorty G and Ali had lost, they would have uh, lost their Survivor Series spots, but they won, so they keep them. Mm-hmm. We'll be due. Every yeah. match had that stipulation tonight, too, which is a weird one, I guess. Yeah. I'm which glad he- they had Stips. I, I, I like Stips, right? Everybody likes Stips. I get that. Raj always jumps up and down about Stips, too. But like, here's my question about that. Do we care about the Survivor Series team? Because we know they themselves don't care. They get nothing out of it if their team wins. Yeah. We got a new Universal Championship title tonight. Bray Wyatt revealed this in a Firefly Funhouse segment, and it's like the red Universal Championship, except it's blue. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. It's better than the red. It's not like it's not the classic wing tipped eagle, right? But I like it better than the red. Matt, the blueprint is blue your favorite color. Yes. Mine as well. Which shade of blue? Carolina blue. Carolina, Ooh. wow! Oh. I gotta, I gotta Google that. Yeah. It's like blue. light. It's like oh, baby blue. Interesting. 
I'm a, I'm a Cobra Blue or Royal Blue fan myself. Royal Blue is probably like one second. Yeah. yeah. You see like one of those BMWs with the Royal Blue? Mm. Just best looking car. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Michael, what's your favorite color? Overall, red, but I hated the red Universal Championship. I like a good blue, though, but I like a good like a dark blue. It's got like a little bit of like of a hint of blackish purplish to it. Mm. Yes. Deep. Yes. You can't go wrong with blue. I think the championships look too much like the Hall of Fame rings. Mm. Like I think that's where they first arrived the first new title when they made it with a black background when yeah. blue one rock one. Remember? Yeah. Mm. It's like they took that right off of somebody's like Hall of Fame ring because that's what the Hall of Fame ring looks like. Yeah. The big yeah. WWE logo in the middle and the black stone behind it, and that's what these title belts look like. Yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't just do. I mean, it'd be pretty easy. Just do the the black belt, even if you kept that look, and just make the dash a different color, right? Like Raw has a red dash. Too subtle. SmackDown has a blue dash. Well, are we that stupid of an audience that like the, the title needs to match the freaking <laughs> brand of the yes. show? Color? Are we really that stupid? Yes, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Is it SmackDown on Spike TV? I don't even know what's going on anymore. Come on. <laughs> but but like seriously, does it have to be blue because it's SmackDown and red because it's Raw and the color of Raw's letters are red? That's so stupid. Because I like the old older belts, quite honestly. Like the wing, what'd you call it? The, the wing tipped eagle. Even oh, though I like, that, I like that better. I like them all better. All the older ones. Yeah, I, I mean for nostalgia reasons, but yeah. I don't know. I just think when you want to wear a title, it looks cool. The new belts are too damn big and nobody can wear them. Well, they got the size thing. Brock is the only one. AEW's got the same issue where these titles are just like. I agree with that. They're massive, right? Yeah, like, and they've just been getting bigger for 25 years. Like, there's got to be some limit where they stop, right? I always want the champion to wear the title. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like around their waist. Sometimes on their shoulders, sometimes, but mostly wear it. You know, I think there's a conspiracy about this. Has Bailey worn the women's title yet? She's always got it around her neck. She's always holding it. I've never seen it. I'm sure she has, but I haven't seen it yet. So I saw a mock-up after she won it. And Matt, tell me what you think of this. The way that it says Bay Lee, if she had the title on her waist and you go down the middle, Bay Lee A-E-W, if she's wearing the title on her waist with the letters on her uh, on her new gear. I got nothing for you. I don't think that's any conspiracy, though. But that's a weird coincidence, right? I have to see it, maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'll find an image. Um, so we saw a repeat of what happened with uh, Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman taking out the B-team last week. Tonight, Drew Gulak and the B-team waiting in the ring. Oh. <clears throat> what can we say about this? I mean, Strowman, Rec Shop, stood tall. They've got nothing for him. That's what you could say for this. They have nothing for him. I wanted Gulak to do the Me too. PowerPoint, but this and is the way that mock to his side. Yeah, they 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 ride off into the sunset together with PowerPoint presentations. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's hilarious. I would no, watch I, that network show. Right, Drew Gulak does PowerPoint. I would, man. He's so dude. good at it. He's fu- yep. he's funny. Yep. I think they think that they're like I don't know. I mean, I think they're using PowerPoint because it's stupid. I don't think they realize it's legitimately. Funny, not like stupid. Like the punchline isn't the PowerPoint. the The humor of it is that he puts his time and effort into doing the PowerPoint. <laughs> yes, right, right. 100%. Yeah. Oh man. So after that, oh, here we go. SmackDown tag team title match: The Revival versus The New Day. 
Hang on, don't we think Braun Strowman owes him an apology for not taking him up on his PowerPoint presentation offer because had he watched it and listened to it and digested it, maybe, just maybe, he would have won his match at uh, Saudi Arabia, right? Braun, Braun's not a details guy. <laughs> oh, okay. He's not visual, you know? Well, he should have been. He would have won his match if he just listened <laughs> Just I agree. Read the PowerPoint. Training, right? Just that's what go tonight, to the training. That's what tonight's story should have been about, by the way. It should have just been a squash match. It should have been him explaining. You should have just listened to me. Look what would have, you know, you would have avoided this. So the next time you run into Braun Strowman at the gym, Matt, I want you to be like, I'm why isn't Braun I'm taking totally. Drew? Yes. You know, just fanboy it completely. Done deal. Yes. <laughs> they didn't have enough time to do that story tonight, Matt, because they were too busy repeating last week's story. Okay, come on. Ugh, yeah. Uh, SmackDown tag team title match: The Revival versus the New Day. Now this should be good, like you know, like this was, yes. but I wasn't excited for it. Yeah, because it doesn't feel like they've done this or some variation of this too much. To me, it did. I, I don't know why I got that. I was saying this to my wife. I was like, normally on paper, I'd be pretty pumped about this matchup. Yeah, I don't, don't know why I'm not. Maybe that's why what you just said. I mean, this is one of those where the you know they just run these things into the ground. And uh, however, though that being said, because the undisputed era interfered, and which we I like tonight, I like and, that. And we had no winner. Do you think the revival gets added to that triple threat at Survivor Series, or does that not work? What do you mean? Well, right now it's going to be champions, right? So New right. Day is taking the spots. So it's going to be New Day, Undisputed Era, and um, the Raw Tag Team Champions in the Triple Threat. Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders. What about Gallows and Anderson? Are they? What do they have for Survivor Series? Is there going to be a Tag Team Survivor Series match? Yeah, and I thought that they were in it. Am I confusing the two? Survivor Series match? I think they were in the match until they didn't they lose the championship and now they're out. Yeah. Isn't that what happened? I don't know. Anyways, I, I think having who'd you say it have added to it, Glenn? Well, I'm thinking the revival. The revival had yeah. and make it better titles. Right? If it's our if is it already a three way or a single? Uh, it's a three it's a three way tag team match. It's gonna be yeah, the champions of each then, brand. Then yes, because it doesn't make it any more of a cluster F by having four teams versus three. Seriously, it doesn't. Yeah. So, yeah, before it. So uh this was a good match, but we have seen it. Undisputed era interfering was exciting. Then we had heavy machinery versus Kevin Tibbs and Kip Stevens. Good squash match for them. Corey Graves throwing uh, some shade at Kip Sabian, saying, "How do you take seriously someone with the name Kip?" <laughs> <laughs> Little subtle jab there, huh? <sighs> yeah, at, at two Kips, and one of them that would would beat his ass a step from his life, and and, and Billy Gunn. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Not the guy to piss off. Not the guy to get pissed off at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good to have a squash match every once in a while. I mean, you know, these guys could use it. Heavy machinery. They're spotlighting them in their own weird way. Yeah. And and yes. so it was, it was a fun segment if you're into that, right? Yep. Yeah. And they're entertaining as well. The fans are entertained by them. Yeah, and that's they true. Kind of gave them. 
heavy machinery is so over. It's amazing to me when you listen to the crowd reactions, Matt. Does right. it make any sense to you that the Viking Raiders have a title and heavy machinery doesn't? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I can't believe either one of them. Well, I'm not going to say both of them are over, but heavy machinery is especially. I, I'm shocked they're this over. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, we've been very critical of them on this podcast, but you can't argue with the fact that the crowd loves them. Even tonight with the, the worm and the finishing, I mean, just people yep. really, really dig that. And that's what cool. tonight's match was for, besides a squash match, was to get to that point, right? Yeah. They remind me a lot of like a class. I mean, of course you're going to say this because the worm with both too teams, cool. right? But too cool. Yeah. They remind me a lot of a too cool kind of vibe where the fans get behind them. They're not the, you know, the best wrestlers, but they just connect with the audience. Go ahead, yeah. Matt. Yeah, they're not the toughest guys in the room. They're not the best tag team in the room, but they're the most, yeah, like you said, connected and they're entertaining. Yeah. And you want to cheer them on, I guess. Not me, but they do, the fans. And I, I'm going to give credit to Heavy Machinery here. I think Too Cool was the worm, right? At the end. I mean, with Heavy Machinery, they can wrestle. Their team finisher, the trash compactor, is pretty good. I mean, there's a lot there. Like they've got a big moveset. Go, you, these guys were light uh, heavyweight champion contenders when they first came in. Both Scotty and then what's his name, Brian Christopher. They were they they both could work. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we just in a while though. We just remember the worm really and Casey it. dancing in the middle of them, but they they could go. And that was a it was a stupid gimmick if you think about it, but because they it just put so, so much of them. They put so much of themselves into it, it made it work, you know? Dude, my family, no matter where I was, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you name it, when those guys came on, everybody stopped what they were doing to watch Keishi in the middle of them dance and laugh. Yep. Everybody. Can you break dance, Matt? No. God, no. (laughs) Hell no. We're the same age. You remember when people used to bring out the cardboard or the tile, the linoleum? Yes. Always tried. I, I had my suede and fat laces in second grade, though. I did have those. It's hey, good enough. I've, I've failed at breakdancing every time I've tried it. It's always very, very disappointing. Um. So after Heavy Machinery picked up that win tonight, we saw some replays of uh, attacks uh, backstage with Sasha Banks and Bailey. Yeah, I mean, I not much to say about this. We're just talking about uh, Team SmackDown versus Team NXT and Team Raw Survivor Series. Have they named any of the Raw Survivor Series teams? I feel like, or not that Raw, pardon me, NXT. We're watching NXT every week. We're covering NXT every week. Um, I haven't missed an episode of NXT. Do we have any idea who's on the NXT Survivor Series teams? No, and this is why NXT is such a valuable commodity, right? Because yeah. they're so damn good. That show is so damn good and on its own that they're too busy. They are too busy to talk about it on their NXT filming, on their tapings, to push their own storylines forward. Now, I do know what's-his-name just got added, right? Uh, the big guy uh, to the match involving Keith Lee as his partner. Oh, come on. He used to be his big opponent in NXT. Dominic uh, Dijakovic? Him. Wasn't he just added? To the War Games match, yes. Oh, to the War Games. See what I'm saying? So to the War yeah. Games match. They're still pushing their narrative, their show, their brand, and their storylines. Yeah. So that, like, Raw and SmackDown are so thirsty right now that they depend on including NXT and in, in these conversations and these matchups where NXT has a chance to talk about on their air. They don't. <clears throat> Because they're pushing their own stuff still. Because the show's better and more well written and, and deeper storylines. And tonight, so much so that when we had this women's match, Bailey versus Nikki Cross, Shayna Baszler attacks, 
And then I feel it felt like we were in an inter, uh, alternate continuity for a minute because Bailey retreated into the crowd where she was attacked by Tegan Knox, Rhea Ripley, Dakota Kai, and Mia Yim. The uh, three of those four are facing off against uh, Shayna Baszler's team at War Games. Yeah. So this idea that I mean, I get maybe the argument is we're on a brand, even if we're fighting at War Games, we come together to represent NXT. I get that, but it does seem a little strange to me. Not like it doesn't make as much sense in the storyline. Well, here, this is why, guys, I'm cool with it because again, they don't throw it. Away, they don't do this on NXT. Yeah, right on Raw, they'll show their ass, so to speak, on on Raw or SmackDown, but not on their own brand. I'm not, and they won't muddy the waters on NXT, yeah. which I'm okay with because that's what the con- that's what we're watching, right? We're in the context of NXT when we're watching that. When Raw comes on, we're in the context of watching Raw and SmackDown. I'm okay with it, and I like the fact that they were in the crowd, the, the catcher. Yeah. I was wondering, people, you know the heel's going to run. Why would you not have somebody back there waiting on their ass, you know? Yeah. And so this led to that match being uh, broken up between Bailey and Nikki Cross. And instead, Good. we got Sasha Banks, Dana Brooke, Carmella, and Nikki Cross representing SmackDown against Rhea Ripley, Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, and Dakota Kai in a four-on-four match. Good. This was good. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- props to Mia Yim, right, after that ladder match Wednesday? How she how she been walking? Yes. <laughs> yes. I watched it again. I watched it like two more times. Good Lord. It was a really good match. Yeah, it was. I, I was happy here too because it was good to see some other faces from NXT get involved. I mean, I know Matt kind of said this earlier, but um, just all of these rivalries on Raw and SmackDown are the same few folks coming out, kind of doing right. the same thing, running here, running there. And so I like this because it spotlighted more of the roster, which I think is what you lost last week on the overseas shows. Was just it was literally the exact same. I mean, we had the UK UK NXT guys running in there, but it just felt like a repeat of before. So again, spotlighting more women from that brand is there's no harm there. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about the decision of the SmackDown women win tonight? Mm. Not happy with that, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know because I just, I, I, this is the type of stuff that aren't we supposed to pay to want to go see? Yeah. <clears throat> Why would you give these clean wins away? Who would you predict, whether it's the men's team, women's team, tag team titles, the mid-card champs or the top champs? Uh, or I guess there's no top champs match. Yep. Uh, the mid-card champs. Where, where, where does NXT get its wins at Survivor Series? I think they get it in the the five-on-five-on-five on five on five match, the men's match. Hmm. I think they don't get it. I think um, you look at that Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, um, I think that match AJ Styles wins, right? I think the five on five on five match, the men win from NXT. Yeah, Matt, we lost you, buddy. Oh, why is Matt muted? He coughed. Oh, your mic's disconnected. For the audio version at home, Matt is Uh, miming to us. Matt's microphone is disconnected. Okay, he's okay. going to fix this. He'll be right back. Uh, I'm trying to find a photo. I cannot find a photo of Bailey wearing the women's <laughs> championship in her new gear. I've been looking for this. And I apologize. I'm distracted. But I swear when you see this, I saw a mock-up somebody posted uh, on the interwebs. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm trying to find it. Because when you sure. see it, you'll understand what I was saying. 
It's always a uh, always a trustworthy site there. The intro. Are you talk about her new gold gear? Yes, her new gold gear. The middle letters are A and E. Yes. Put the belt around her waist. What do you got? Oh yeah, I see it. I see what you mean now because it's right down the middle. A E W. Yeah. Here, let me. Uh, I see a for, picture of her. Yeah. Yes. See, there we go. So I'm just saying, look at the A, the E, that title around her waist. You've got the W. Uh, B A Y L E Y. Yep, I see what you're saying. And it's weird. Yep. That I'm looking for it. I cannot find a single picture of her wearing the belt around her waist. Can't be too obvious there. I'm telling you. <laughs> It's a conspiracy. Ugh. Oh. No, I mean, you know, it was it was a good it was a good five on five match. I mean, I, I'm again glad they got more women on the roster. Matt, put me back on three way. Yeah, here let me. Uh, I was showing. I didn't find a photo of Bailey wearing uh, the belt around her waist, but I was demonstrating the AEW in the middle or the AE in the middle. Super. Yes, riveted by conspiracy. Matt, you love conspiracy theories. <laughs> no. You and your people like conspiracy theories. <laughs> your people. Wow. That's right. Wow. They're saying we need to audit the Fed, uh, <laughs> chemtrails, black helicopters, for socialism, reprogramming camps, all of it. I subscribe to all of it. Your people, Glenn. Your people. I don't even know what you mean. The Californians? The Jews? <laughs> the Democrats. The Democrats. <laughs> wow. Anyhow, everything's so partisan with you. Um, He's a politician. It's got to be that way. uh, It's true. It's a world we live in. It's why isn't it weird seeing Tyrus pushing the Fox app during SmackDown (laughs) all the time? I like how he says he's so pro. He's so pro WWE too, right? He's like, I know you're enjoying this amazing WWE SmackDown program, but check us out on Fox. I just think that's so funny knowing the history there. Yeah. Is he doing that? Yeah. Uh, ads coming in pushing the fox app saying i know what it's like to wrestle in that ring i used to wrestle in that ring but now i'm on fox nation <laughs> yeah he a- he's got a good show i know when are they gonna hook you up with that matt you still doing the fox morning shows on fridays when i can yeah yeah i, could, I couldn't today but yeah be like hey fox nation give me a call as soon but as he's, talking about wrestling. he's doing politics shows yeah yeah he's yeah. on like he was on a great gutfield show for saturday nights and that's a huge show yeah, yeah, he's got a good gig, man. Uh, he just comes across in those commercials like a little bit of like a has been. <laughs> like I used to do this, right? I used to do the wrestling, but now I do this. Like the way he portrays it just makes him feel a little bit. That mm. commercial is not a good representation of him. I feel like. Mm. Have you ever opened like a political commercial with that? I used to lay the smack down in the ring. Now I do it at City Hall. Right. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. In a day and age where people don't want career politicians, guys that have served in four terms, five terms, yes. Okay. Yes. I want this guy who who comes with nobody's hands in his pockets and I want people's favors. I'll take that guy. It's it's cool that we have enough mayors from professional wrestling backgrounds now that we could like legit have a mayor we have two. Gr- grudge match at WrestleMania next we year, right? We have Let's... two. And let me remind the viewers at home, your boy here was elected before Glenn Jacobs. There Just you go. Throw that out there. Yes. You were the first. Uh, so there's a big brawl after that women's match. Mandy Rose and Sony Deville ran into the ring to try and clear it. And then we got the final segment of the night. This was quite lengthy. Uh, Miz TV with Daniel Bryan. Miz doing a lot of the talking, saying, Daniel, who are you? Which Daniel are we seeing? Who are you now? Talking about the fiend attacking him. Uh, Daniel talking about his 
instability. I think they said unstable like a dozen times during this promo. Yeah. Yeah. But he said, who better to face someone unstable like the fiend than someone unstable like me. And uh, before he could finish what he had to say, we got another firefly Funhouse with uh, Bray challenging Daniel Bryan to a match. Daniel Bryan turning around, challenging him to a match at survivor series. We got all the, uh, yeah. Before that, we had all the characters chiming in, trying to get Daniel to say yes. Finally, when it was turned around, Bray, Bray just started yelling yes, like, easily 50 times it was quite uncomfortable i had other people in the room that don't watch wrestling during that part as we went off the air yeah like oh this is a little embarrassing this is a little much um do you think daniel bryan should have portrayed like he was scared mm. do you guys like not like that no, when like, no, no, I, don't, I don't think he should have been scared i just daniel bryan was in a weird spot here from where i'm sitting where he kind of acted very heelish at times where he was like i hate miss tv tv and then his kind of mental instability angle came a little bit out of nowhere they worked it in okay but that whole i canceled the yes movement on a whim all that stuff felt very non-daniel Bryanish, right because so long he was portrayed as being very focused and um what's the word like laser focused in a way right on what he was trying to do that's why he was the one behind the roman reigns conspiracy in our minds at one point because that's the kind of thing he would do and now he's like oh i just kind of do these things on a whim and um it just the mental instability angle didn't click with me i think in this segment yeah that's all very well very well put Mm -hmm. and unstable do you think because there's a stigma now around the word crazy that unstable was like the new buzzword i think unstable i I think that sounds worse doesn't i mean i don't know why because like for instance if we're just having a normal conversation right and i'm like glenn you are crazy come on think logical no way does that make sense versus glenn you're unstable that's that doesn't make any sense like that's like a legitimate like um what's the word like diagnosis i'm throwing out there right it's It's true. true it feels more real and more i don't know more like i shouldn't be saying it than that's crazy come on man well also the degree of crazy too right like bray wyatt is legit this madman and kind of comparing (laughs) it to daniel bryan who is again he mood swings maybe but yes it felt a little bit like we're kind of playing with words here that we shouldn't be playing with it's just daniel bryan yes yeah not at all we we don't think he's unstable we don't think he's crazy yeah i don't yeah you know what i did like though i do want to put a positive spin on it and that is we've talked for so long about how can Bray Wyatt defend the championship as the fiend and all this right. stuff. I, I like the spot where they showed Bray Wyatt, not the fiend, but Bray Wyatt going through his toy box, pulling out the championship saying, this is my favorite toy and my favorite possession. That part worked for me. I thought, you know, yeah, he seemed genuine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. This gives Bray a credible challenger. It'll be a very good match, but Bray is going to retain the title. Sure. But then again, does he come to the ring wearing a championship belt? Is it around his shoulder? Like he should not care about this belt. It's yeah. true. I don't know. The theme should not care. Bray yeah. Wyatt does care, but yeah. Right, right. I mean, I know we've talked on this podcast. I know pot committed was a trend. Isn't it a little weird that Bray Wyatt's actually the champion? Well, yes, because here, hear me out. Okay, so we're supposed to think he's from the depths of hell, right? Or wherever Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> fun he's not even from there. Bray Wyatt's from there, by the way. 
The Fiend yeah. is not from That's the true. Firefly Funhouse, technically. At least I don't believe he is. So he's, to me, in my opinion, he's from the depths of hell. So let me get this straight. On his way up from the depths of hell on the elevator ride, he just stops and gets what? Out into the Batman man, uh, Batman Batcave and go and get his what? His uh, utility belt and then check. Then takes his uh, championship title belt, check. Gets back in the elevator from the depths of hell, come on up to Earth and goes out and face. Like, it doesn't make sense. He would There would be no care in the world for this guy for this championship is what I'm saying. He's yeah. not making a stop off in the other parts and dip the, the depths of hell to go pick up his title, go, ooh, almost forgot this. And then walk down the aisle to wrestle his match. I just don't, I just don't see it. Right, and does he like, I mean, when you think about classically, like guys feuding, guys being mad at each other, why does, my whole thing is I thought Bray Wyatt or The Fiend, I guess, doesn't care about anybody. That was my one other big piece of problem with this segment, right. which is, why did the fiend attack Daniel Bryan last week? Mm-hmm. Why, like, none of that made sense. And I know the Miz came out and gave a lot of explanation there for about two minutes. Like, well, the fiend obviously did this, and kind of this, like, very like tell-all narrator kind of. I already story. forgot. What did he right. say? I don't even remember. It why was, did... Right, right. It was like you know he because he's trying to set up this master plan. I'm like, no, the fiend doesn't care about the any fiend of this. Care about matches, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So that was that's a that's a. I agree with Glenn. It is going to be a good match, and it's yeah. a good person for him to fight match. next. But story-wise, where I, I get caught up in the story, that's my big thing here, right? It loses me quite a bit. I mean, and, and he has to no-sell everything. Yeah. You know, so what you do is you kick Daniel Bryan's ass like Brock did, and you give him this huge comeback out of nowhere where it doesn't look like he's going to get a comeback. And you get the fans on the edges of their seats for that final bump that he takes and everyone thinking this is going to finally be like out of left field. They now think Daniel Bryan has a chance. Remember that match versus Brock? How well they did that. Yeah. Like he got killed the whole time. And then we actually thought for like one split second, Oh my God, he's going to pull this off. That's what makes his match exciting. I think. Right. I can't believe survivor series is a week from Sunday. I feel like they've built up, maybe overbuilt up some angles and elements, but other stuff feels very underdeveloped. Yes, exactly. Glenn. Yep. This being one of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be tuning in. The NXT thing alone is going to be cool. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, one thing before we wrap, what did you think about, because we were critical about this, about Shayna in the past, how she looked under the bright lights in the big stage. Mm-hmm. I will say that the NXT women tonight did not look as cool. I don't know if the gear, like Mia Yim wasn't in her full gear when she came out. And I get it because she was doing the attack, but she didn't have her mask. She didn't have the hat. I thought that right. they could have done a bit of a better job selling some of the characters especially with ray i think they should be pushing ray and mia to the moon in front of this audience they should and it's mm, we're always going to want that right we're very protective of our nxt people both men and women i think we are because we both see the you know sky's the limit for their potential so when we see them on national television we want everybody else who's not watched nxt to see them in the best light that we've seen them in Yes. Like, no, no, that doesn't count. That doesn't get like when John Cena, for instance, he mm. first pulled up to TV. I remember my boy, my best friend Yanni calls me, he goes, This Cena guy sucks. What, what's the big deal? I don't get it. And to his point, I, there was no reason to get it. They, did, they weren't letting John Cena be the John Cena in the prototype that he was down in OVW. Where I was telling all my friends, between him and Batista, these two guys are going to be like Hall of Famers. Yeah. I was calling it even back then because they're so far ahead of the pack of the rest of us. No question, especially Cena on the mic. And they weren't letting them talk. They're having them do these stupid promos. Mm. 
babyface promos. I'm like, he's such a good heel. What are they doing? I don't know. I don't have an answer for this. And then Batista comes up and they make him Deacon Batista. I'm like, I don't have an excuse <laughs> for this. I don't know why he's wearing a suit. I don't get it. He's Jack. Trust me. I remember telling my friends this. And they're like, you keep overhyping these guys. They suck. <laughs> my friends that normally don't watch wrestling, I got to come back and watch because I was going to be coming up soon after that. Um, so it's like that. We're very protective over the developmental, or in this case, our NXT stars on the uh, their ascend up to the main roster. And when you see them make stupid mistakes like this and not show them as their best selves, it's annoying. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, I think also we have that connection to AEW too. I mean, not AEW, but NXT too, because in, we have I mean, we have a connection in AEW for some of the same reason, and mm-hmm. that is that that organic feeling to it. You know, Matt talked about Batista being jacked, right? It mm-hmm. makes sense that he would be showing off those muscles. He would be a monster. You connect to that authenticity, right? John Cena being a good talker—that's where you connect to somebody when they lean into their strengths, not try to cover their strengths and do something entirely different. Mm-hmm. And NXT is good at that. The main roster is not good at that. <laughs> Well, there you go. yeah. And here, here's a really dorky reference. I feel it's like whenever uh, in a comic book, Spider-Man would make a cameo and the artist got lazy and wouldn't draw the webbing on Spider-Man. Like the eyes didn't look correct. <laughs> like the colors were there and the shape were there, but it wasn't the fully defined character that you see normally in Todd McFarlane or like a badass. Especially if he's like really far in the background of the yeah, shot, of the right. draw. If he's like right. super in the background, like, yeah, <laughs> exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like this is a very blurred vision, generic version um, of these larger than life characters. Uh, So that being said, I mean, this phrase was running through my head. This was a fantastically average episode of SmackDown. Yeah. I liked the NXT involvement, did not like the NXT loss. Yeah. Especially if they're not going to pull it off in a big way at Survivor Series, which I don't think they're going to. I think they should at least win everything up until that point. What's their biggest match again? Uh, I guess it'll be the five, the five man and the five woman match. Yeah. And then we're going to have the mid card titles and the tags. Okay. I, I don't know. Maybe they do give it to NXT. Right? Yeah. I mean, if I look at this card from top to bottom, what I could see. Well, well, the, the three matches, just so you guys kind of know, the three matches that are cross-branded, United States Championship versus Intercontinental Championship versus NXT, um, which is Roderick Strong. Um, Ross back to NXT tag team titles. Ross back to NXT women's titles. Um, and then um, and there is a... Uh, and then the Ross back to NXT team titles to battle in Men's Survivor Series elimination match. I'm just going to say this right now. I could see an NXT sweep. How about that for a prediction? Wow. Oh, I don't know. I think Nobody if it was gonna agree with me on this, I know this. It's a crazy gamble, uh, but you don't think Hunter's sitting there pushing this right now as we speak and Vince is here. Yeah. I could see Shayna pinning Bailey to set up Shayna versus <clears throat> Becky. Well, what's the loss, Glenn? Yeah. Mike, you both of you guys tell me what is the loss to the WWE talents for losing these five man, five woman tag team matches? What's the loss? Nobody loses their title in that match. Yeah. So what, what, what's the loss to any of them? Nothing. Just Bragging Becky, rights. Becky, yeah, they don't care about that. <laughs> Becky can't lose, obviously. It'd have to be Bailey that takes the pin. Yeah. So there you go. That's how they get out of that, right? Yeah. Um, to have Shanna go, Shana go over. Um, the men's five-man doesn't matter. The NXT people can run over that, and nobody loses any face in that between SmackDown and Raw. Again, NXT is the cooler brand. I don't care what they say. They but, are. It is. Okay. Now – 
I've been critical of Undisputed Era, but in what reality is Roderick Strong defeating either Shinsuke Nakamura I don't, uh, or AJ Styles? No, no, no. no I'll, AJ Roderick, takes the pin. That's yeah. what Ooh. No, Shinsuke takes the pin in that match. No way. Whoever wins, Shinsuke takes the pin. Yeah, AJ is more protected. Yes. AJ, no, AJ could take the losses and keep coming back. They yeah. know this about him already. We don't know With that. Humberto Carrillo, Humberto had that great spot. He still lost to AJ. People have been losing to AJ a lot. And, and AJ also, just lost recently. But they were already prepared to give Shinsuke a loss to Daniel Bryan, if you believe what was going on with the storytelling, right? That it was going to be Daniel Bryan in this spot, and they were probably just going to shuffle Shinsuke to the back like they've done numerous times before. I don't disagree with what you're saying, Matt. Hear me when I say that I think no. I think NXT could win all of these they're matches not, and it wouldn't matter. But I think not, Vince won't let it happen. Nakamura, I'm not saying, is more protected than AJ. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is AJ... WWE already gets this, like Chris Jericho. He can continue to lose and be just fine. Yeah. Nakamura, who they do have a little bit of money involved in now, okay, yeah. he is their Intercontinental Champion, cannot afford to take losses like this, not random losses. AJ can because he's that talented. He can come back the next week and get his heat back. Sure. Nakamura cannot. So That's I think we're cool agreeing that. that here that the loss is definitely going to be Roderick Strong. <laughs> No, no, I think no. it's going to be AJ. Hey. I think it could, I think it could be yeah. a clean sweep. I really yeah. do. Okay, I, really do. I want to be surprised. I'm curious though how they're going to do the men's and women's team the night after War Games. I guess we're going to find out Wednesday. I almost they're five man teams. It's a shame they're five man teams. If they're four right. men and four women teams, they could just say it's whichever team wins War Games gets to battle yeah. in Survivor Series, right? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean that would give it some real additional stakes. Um, it would also suck for the talent who have to go through a war games match and then a brutal five on five match the next night, right? And if they won, it means even more. Well, that's true. They that went true. They went first to get in, and then they beat them on the pay per view on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, NXT versus AEW ratings this week, Michael. Yeah. What's the story there? Well, the story was last week, of course, the big thing was that they were within punching distance of one another. Obviously, last week's NXT episode, to put it in context, was the follow-up, if you remember, the previous week to NXT's big debut coming up to SmackDown, the big surprise when all the talent were still in Saudi Arabia, right? So um, NXT got a big bump off of that. Talent were on SmackDown and Raw for the first time ever. So NXT brought 813,000 viewers last week within punching distance of Dynamite's 822,000 viewers. So people are saying, okay, what's going to happen? They're going to go up from there. Well, this week, Dynamite, coming off of the full year pay-per-view, did go up. Uh, they landed at 957,000 viewers, just under a million viewers. Very common for pay-per-view or for pay-per-views to sh- result in a boost in ratings to the next week's TV show. So um, they added in um, just over a hundred thousand viewers, about one hundred twenty-five thousand viewers. AEW did so nine fifty-seven, but unfortunately NXT dropped down to seven hundred fifty thousand viewers. So the gap widened again. Hundred thousand. Yeah. 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 I mean. You know, I don't know couldn't what you, you guys just say. Couldn't you just say, "Hey, uh, NXT uh, it was AEW did nine hundred fifty-seven thousand viewers. NXT did seven hundred and fifty something thousand viewers." There you have it. I could have. I just want to put it in context because you confused me at first. The, the, the week before's rating that you said, I was like, "Holy crap! Really? It was only like two half percent difference this week? Really?" I was trying to build up the suspense. Fair you enough. Definitely did because. <laughs> 
Sorry to sorry for the confusion. Nine fifty seven for AW. Nine hundred fifty seven thousand viewers for AW. Seven hundred fifty thousand viewers for NXT. There you yeah. go. This isn't their biggest lead, right? Done. Mike, this uh, wasn't their biggest lead, right? I don't know if it's the biggest gap they've ever had. Um, I mean, uh, I'd have to look back and good. I think they've been larger. Whenever they debuted, there was a wider gap there. <sighs> Didn't Meltzer say in his analysis of this, that if you'll get the commercial breaks, that during AEW commercial breaks, t- people flip over to NXT, but does not go the other way? I've not heard that. Say that again. Say that again. So I believe I saw this attributed to Meltzer on a recent podcast saying that during the commercial breaks, when AEW goes to commercial, those fans will flip over to NXT. When Uh NXT goes to commercial, those fans do not flip over to AEW. Why? That this is what Meltzer said, analyzing the minute by minute ratings. Huh? So fans are more likely to tune out of AEW and get hooked on NXT throughout the course of a show. Well, meaning NXT has a more cons- a more loyal fan base, whereas the AEW fans are at least curious what's going on in NXT. Yeah. Hmm. But What's NXT's ratings have been t- broken. I mean, they- they've been worse at time. I mean, NXT dropped down to, you know, 600, I mean, 600,000 viewers. So, so, but here's the thing. The thing that we were always told, though, that AEW was going to be getting those old viewers that don't watch wrestling anymore. That gave up on it, went to well at UFC. That they were going to get those viewers back. Remember, yeah, the, the W, the, the Monday Night War um, fans, the WCW Monday Nitro fans yeah. that became disenfranchised when WWE bought them out and did all their favorite characters, and then they stopped watching. Um, yeah, I mean, I there is some story that here guy. that that these ratings are not these audiences are different, Matt. I mean, I, I do see. I mean, October second. AEW debuted with 1.4 million. October 2nd, NXT had 891,000. And so NXT's audience only dropped off about 200,000 from the time they debuted till the time AEW debuted. So they brought in a whole over a million viewers just for AEW. So if you talk about core audiences, I could very well see these two having very different core audiences. Hmm. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know. I'm watching AEW. I don't want to turn it off. I wouldn't want to. I think NXT also benefits by going over. I believe that was also in the same Meltzer piece. I'll Uh, find a link and tweet it out, but that they get an influx of viewers that flip over to NXT for the last few minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's all we have this week. I would love to see NXT. People love full sale. I would love to see them get out of full sale. You don't think it would be a failure as far as you can't beat their reaction. Their reactions are really good. I yeah. think NX, NXT's product, I believe, is as good as AEW's product. It's just being shown differently. It's being shown as NXT's product. The storylines down there are great. I say down there in full sale, they're great. The talent NXT down there lines are good. You're are amazing. Yeah, they are. I, I just I, I think we're the two best products are on at the exact same two hours each week. And I would just love to see NXT look a little bit more pro New level. Week. Yeah. 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 That's it. Although, have you seen the the photos of how much empty space in those arenas there are for some of these recent AEW shows? Yeah, yeah, they got to be careful. Or, or, or they they just don't care during BTE, which I watch. Right, they'll show them after the show some t shirts out to the crowd, and when they do that, yeah. they're showing the hard camera side. Which, for the <laughs> record, every company I've ever wrestled for, WWE included, not just TNA, WWE as well. Those seats are usually clean. There's, there's nobody sitting there. Yeah. But 
in those arenas that I saw the other week, it was more than just a hard cam side that was empty when they were showing them throw the t-shirts out to the crowd. I kept like, fuck, stop showing that. Stop filming that. Everyone in these arenas are sold out because I'm telling you I'm a homer for AEW. I don't care what anybody says. I am. <laughs> is that weird, Matt, or is that difficult when you're out there wrestling and you see the packed people that are shown on camera, but when you turn to the camera, it might as well be an empty auditorium sometimes and you have to sell. Yeah, it's usually where I, my wife's sitting, my family's sitting oh, um, as well, because they show the backs of people's heads. You ever notice, like, in the yeah. front few rows there, right? So, um, no, but the longer I was with WWE, like, toward the end there, I saw more and more of that. Yeah. You know, that, that, that those seats were becoming more and more empty. But there was a time, man, where there was not one empty seat, even on hard camera side, where the cameras are set up there in the arena. Yeah. Um, people would be sitting around those cameras. It's crazy. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll be back here Monday night to talk all about Monday Night Raw, the go home for Survivor Series. And before we go, I found the image with the mock up <laughs> AEW right down the middle. Like I said, that's why Bailey's that's a lot of work. I never would have <laughs> saw that. But Matt, there's not a single photo of her out there wearing this belt. This this is a photoshopped version with the belt in the bottom. I'm telling you, I think there's something to it. Her like, renders don't have her wearing the belt. Her who? Her renders. Her uh, her you know entrance graphics, the champ graphics. You know the ones you take with the. Wouldn't they just make her change her plan? outfit? Would they just like? Wouldn't that be the best thing to do is if that was the actual thing that she would just change her gear, right? You would think. I think this was an unfortunate coincidence that somebody yeah. realized it and was. said, oh, no, she's not wearing the belt. Mm -hmm. Yes. I knew I wasn't crazy. I knew I didn't imagine that. I knew it was a thing. <laughs> Anyhow, it was gnawing at me. I had to show it. Uh, he's at BP Matt Morgan on Twitter and Instagram. He doesn't believe in conspiracies. He just believes in patriotism and the truth. Mm. Yep. He's at the real Wiseman on Twitter. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein, where I'd appreciate a follow. We'll catch you back here Monday night on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.